Welcome to Kristen Whispers Sonnets, and today we are going places in this podcast, and specifically, we are going to Denmark, because I am doing this whole podcast today in support of an anthology I'm doing um, for The Daily Drunk, and it's called Denmark, and it is about... Um, the movie Eyes Wide Shut and Stanley Kubrick, the whole experience of making that movie, Chom Novell, um, Schlitzler. <laughs> if I can, <laughs> I have sometimes have a little stutter or have problems saying words, so please don't make fun of me. But anyway, um, <laughs> um, I'm gonna, um, the whole, the anthology is about poetry, it's um, essays, fiction, um, art. Anything about the making of the movie, um, conspiracies behind the movie, because there was a lot of, um, there's just so many places you can go with this movie because you have the whole Tom and Nicole (laughs) marriage and being trapped in a film together while, you know, I think their marriage was in trouble and you can kind of even maybe, you know, see it somewhat in the characters. And, um, and there's a lot of backstories about, um, you know, certain things that caused a lot of problems. I read about um, Nicole being forced to do um, the scenes because Kubrick always made people do so many takes on his scenes. I don't think it was necessarily trying to poke Tom Cruise, but, you know, she had love scenes that were supposed to make the husband jealous, you know, fantasy scenes. And I, and just like all of his movies where, like, for example, a mundane scene, like I heard the scene where, um, Tom Cruise and um you know like I hate doing these things live and I don't I don't have anybody to like go look at something up for me real quick and it's the most famous man um who is plays the um doc that plays the man who um employs Tom Cruise you know as a doctor and it's the most famous actor and I'm gonna be feeling so embarrassed because I can't even um you know, think of his name right now, and he, and I love him in Woody Allen movies and everything else, but, um, and he's a director too, but it's just, oh, it's driving me crazy, but, um, I guess I could look at her, I'm gonna look it up, um, but anyway, he's, he, that man, they did a scene where they were just playing pool and talking at the end of the movie, and, and I had read before that, um, you know, it's, uh, that, uh, he didn't ever, um, he made them do that scene over and over and over and over again and it's very short and very brief to the point that they couldn't even say the words correctly in their mouths anymore you know it was just but that's how Stanley Kubrick was because he he you know just kept on and on and on and on you know and get so many takes so apparently he did this with um Nicole Kimmon in that sex scene and there's you know talk that Tom Cruise didn't like that you know, just like the husband, it's intended to make the husband jealous in the movie, it made him jealous, and, you know, there's a lot of stories like that, so there's so many places you could go with this, um, and there's conspiracy theories about, you know, the fact that, I mean, he died, you know, during the making of this movie, and if you watch the movie, um, Stanley Kubrick's Boxes, which I love, and I wrote a poem about that I'm going to read to you, um, well, just kind of a little, it's a little mention in there that I'm going to read to you in a second, but, 
the whole point is that he would do all this research, so much research in every movie. Like, what you see of his filmography, it would imply, like, oh, he took all these breaks. But what we think of as breaks, he was compiling and researching and reading and looking at movies and, you know, doing all, sending people out to just collect so much research that he had, like, warehouse full of boxes on every movie he was working on and just app, you know, obscure, you know, little details about, you know, anything, any little tangent. And it might be boxes and boxes and boxes on a tangent and he never used that tangent, but he still was ready to go there and having that depth of knowledge, you feel that when you, um, you know, you feel in anyone's art where they have actually spent so much time in a world that they there's so much they're not telling you but it's still there in a sense and like I I respect that you know I like like people who um you know work hard and don't get and stay fascinated with life and he was definitely a person like that so I'm going to go ahead and read this poem because I still hadn't even found what I was going to tell you oh wait Sydney Pollock that's who it was Sydney Pollock and I feel so embarrassed but anyway I'm going to read this poem called Wide-Eyed that I wrote the other day for Burning House Press because I wanted, there's all, you know, people have things that get on their nerves and, you know, pet peeves with people or whatever, and this might be a silly pet peeve in a way, but it really does. It's like fingernails on a, on a board, and like, if it's, it's, there's two levels to it, because I kind of look at people in the world as like artists and non-artists, and that's maybe kind of... I don't know, but I hold those two groups of people to a different standard because, you know, I just, you know, it's just like I feel like artists are living on a certain wavelength and other people, you know, n not that I, I have plenty of people that I've known in my life that I respect that are not artists, but it's just a different, you know, I don't hold them as, it doesn't grate on me as much if a non-artist says the words, I'm bored. But because I feel like, not that, you know, you know, they might not have, you know, this hobby, this thing that, you know, I mean, to me, it's more than a hobby, but, you know, they don't, maybe they work really hard and then they are bored, you know what I'm saying? Because they don't, um, when they come home, you know, they don't have this thing that engages them all the way of their, all part of their day. But to me, art, writing engages my whole day and I you will never hear me say the words I'm bored I don't I don't believe in that I, it drives me crazy you know and especially if a person is an artist I just don't um feel like they should ever you know um say that about themselves you know like you know read something uh, there's so many things to be fascinated with in life. Watch a documentary about a subject you're going to write about. There's just so many things you could be doing that there's no reason ever to be bored. I get tired because I work really hard. But when I have a little hour to myself and it's just like, oh, I, I, you know, I can just watch junk TV or, you know, whatever. It's not, I'm not bored. I'm definitely like, I feel like it's earned time, you know. So anyway, here is Wide-Eyed. I get disheartened when an artist tells me they're bored. It's especially brutal if I've adored you, and the art propels my own rhetoric, research, collections of folders some might besmirch. I think Stanley Kubrick would have approved, though I've no warehouse of boxes 
when I'm extinct to prove my passion for working still thrives between poems and books. We live amidst fascinations. If we stay spry, wide-eyed enough, work is transformative. Suit your eyes shut someday after I die. With the stories I've written, some I hoard. I'll die exhausted. I never lived bored. So, <laughs> um, I just, you know, that's just kind of my philosophy. And watching somebody like Stanley Kubrick, I have such a fascination with because I feel like even though, you know, he's, you know, far beyond me in, in my compulsion with work, but, um, but I feel like, you know, soulmates in that way, you know, a kinship in that way, um, that, you know, like that's the kind of artist I would want to be around. I'd rather somebody be overly compulsive where they're making, you know, a hundred shots of a, a silly scene to, you know, or to us, you know, to them, there's a reason they're doing it, you know, but then to be the kind of person who's just like, I'm bored. I really doubt that Stanley Kubrick was sitting around never going, I'm bored. You know, I, th I think, and I think great artists stay fascinated with life and they, they always have things, you know, they're wide eyed and look at the world like children. And that's something I wrote about in this column was that for me, it was, um, I think it's really good that, you know, I am a woman child, which I, you know, kind of came to being through negative dark ways you know I've talked a lot about that and you can read that about that in the column at burning house but um it does have a benefit in the sense that you know I do kind of always I'm very tapped into that side of myself and I feel always that wonder with the world and I think that's a blessing you know so anyway the I'm going to read some more a couple more um poems from about that I wrote about eyes wide shut and particularly because I'm like I just got a while I was reading that poem I just got an email and alert that I got a new um submission for eyes wide shut and that's so awesome because well the the the, the um anthology is called Denmark and um I got an, another um submission for it and it's just great to see because um I, that's what I wanted to do this podcast for is to advertise and remind people, you know, please send your submissions to Eyes Wide Shut Antho, and that's E Y E S Wide W I D E Shut Antho, A N T H O, at gmail.com. And you can also um, go to Daily Drunk. Um, mag.com and the under ebooks if you hit there's the menu and hit under ebooks you'll see um you'll have to scroll down because there'll be a couple of ebooks there but then it'll say coming soon and it'll have the guidelines and it also has the email address so if you are like wait it got bounced back to me i wrote that down wrong or something you can see everything you need to know there and um we're going to be, um, we got plenty of time because we're going to be, um, not keeping this open to like the end of March. And so you'll, um, then we'll be publishing it at that time on, um, the daily junk mag.com in the ebook section. So, um, I'm looking, I really am looking forward to getting more. We already have, um, 
a great amount of poetry. Um, I, I would love to have more women submit. I've had mostly men, but we do have, I have accepted one poem by Emma Lee that is just really great. And um, she's our only female besides me so far that's in the anthology. So I, I have, um, please, if you're female, non-binary, we would like to hear from you. Um, you know, uh, other, you know, uh, and men as well. I'm not, I would definitely want to hear from more men. I just, you know, want to make sure that we have lots of voices represented, you know, trans writers, non-binary, you know, every, we want all kinds of voices on this subject because Eyes Wide Shut is such a, um, awesome, like, it has so many layers to it. Like, we have poems in there that are about um, politics. And, um, for example, one of them, Justin Carter wrote about um, Bernie Sanders being directed um, by um, Stanley Kubrick. And it goes on about, you know, um, because there's a lot of class. And I'm when I read you um, Denmark, which I'm about to read you, that I wrote, there's a lot of class um, distinctions in... Um, inside of the, you know, movie, like, you know, for example, a doctor doesn't fit in, you know, I consider, you know, you know, if we do like economic hierarchy, I mean, a doctor's more, um, <laughs> you know, lofty in the financial area than I am, but he doesn't even fit in at this party. He's easily identified as a intruder into this world of super wealth of, you know, at the, at the orgy. And so, <laughs> You know, it just says a lot about, you know, and then also, you know, the way that the people that work at the orgy are treated, you know, is very, you know, expendable in, in the plot of the movie. So there's a lot of things you can talk about politically and such. So um, I'm going to go ahead and read Denmark. And this is, um, I'm reading from my book, The Meadow, which has two Eyes Wide Shut sonnets, inspired sonnets in it. And um, you can get that on my website or at APEP. And it's, this is called Denmark After Chal Novel by Arthur Schnitzler and Eyes Wide Shut by Stanley Kubrick. You wander into Denmark uninvited, enticed by naked sounds, my gated grounds. Aphrodisiac, someone recited inside a piano bar. Staccato sounds of penetration with a mask. If asked, one uttered word, Denmark, becomes a key to verboten, velvet-cloaked sodomy. Backbent whores and antique tabletop orgies. A blind man's prophecy. His proffer towards a rotten state made masquerade, where even a doctor is considered pauper, trespasser, and a billionaire's gangbang charade. I am secretly maintained, manicured. You can violate me with a word. And I, when I wrote this poem, I always knew, like, I, um... <laughs> like it made me really excited sometimes I write something and I know it's the beginning of something and I always knew I wanted to do a uh, anthology on this film because I just 
it was one of those movies that like when it came out I went to see it multiple times in the theater by myself you know <laughs> and um back in the days when you went to the theater you know it's such a weird thing now like I can't even imagine one I can't imagine going to the theater by myself you know I just like but back in in the day I used to go all the time you know but I guess it's something that is um you know the world is so different now but um I really it, it's just inspired me with so many I, you know I knew some things you just have so many layers and Stanley Kubrick is like that because like I said you know he's done so much research like for example um he he did tons of research on the Rothschild family because they um there's pictures that I posted online um on Twitter that you know you can google them of like the Rothschilds having these wild um, mass parties like there's a picture with a woman with a deer mask on that's like literally like a, a taxidermied deer head is what it looks like and she's in a fancy gown you know and you don't see her face at all she's wearing this head at this party and um it's just very macabre and um there was like at the tables where people would sit there would be um baby dolls that would appear to be like dead um babies that you know that was like the decor of the party it was just a wild you know you know and, and there's a lot of you know even rumor that it was even wilder than that you know just kind of like this um you know you get the idea that like Stanley Kubrick you know was making this movie as his idea you know of what this might have been like and he had boxes and boxes on the Rothschilds and these parties and such so um you know it's it's just fascinating there's so many places you can go and I hope people do and I I really I also would really like to get more art because right now I don't have um like I, I have a Barbie um, picture that um Sean at the Daily Drunk that I did that was a Barbie photograph because I like to take um Barbie pictures that I took a, a while ago that was inspired by Eyes Wide Shut and it's just um the doll in like her stockings and underwear and she's got a mask on you know because I had gotten a Barbie set that had um it came with a little mask for the little children, but I put it on. It fit on the bigger Barbie dolls, and it made me think of Eyes Wide Shut, so I had taken this picture, and um, so that's going to be in there uh, in the in the anthology, but I would like to see other people, you know. It's such a visual movie, and all of his movies are, of course, you know, um, but you, I would love to see art of any kind um, based on Eyes Wide Shut, and we're still we don't have idea for a cover yet so maybe your art would be selected for the cover so please you know um do check out those um guidelines and all of that but um i will be reading another poem in a second to um to show another way i went with uh, another direction i went with eyes wide shut kind of give you maybe an inspiration you know but um <laughs> i I really, um, I could watch this movie, I don't even know how many times I've watched it, but I, I, I rewatched it again when the, it got accepted immediately because, you know, I just wanted to celebrate and also just have it in my head when I was reading, um, uh, you know, all the different things that I would, um, 
me maybe you know wanted to catch the references and make sure it's you know clear in my head so anyway i'm gonna read you oops i just my bookmark just fell out this has been very um feel like kind of nervous today i don't know why <laughs> like everything keeps happening really weird in this podcast i got a phone call in the middle of a, of a reading a poem that i had to click off and, and um while well, i was trying to read on my phone and then i um had this uh email notice go off it's just been like everybody's trying to get a hold but it's good I'm glad the email I'm very glad because that means it's working because I I did talk about this anthology in my poetry column yesterday and I'm hoping that that you know stirred up some interest and that's why I'm getting some more submissions which makes me happy but I'm going to read this poem called if you men only knew and that is um from a scene in which you know after um tom and nicole are their characters uh, alice and i can't remember what his name is and that it's hard for me to with tom cruise think of him <laughs> you know uh, uh what is his name in that movie i it's, it's just escaping this i feel like i'm making myself like incredibly dumb on this subject when i'm sitting here trying to say new stuff and I can't remember his name um but um anyway the the two of them are having an argument and he is saying you know uh that like well you know she's mad at him because at the party he walks off at some point with these two women and she also kind of wonders dances with this man which I've we've gotten a really great submission that about called um called dancing with dracula that's about that character that nicole kinman dances with and i am excited for you guys to read that but um anyway uh the fight that they get in is really about him her making him jealous after he kind of made her jealous and so you know when they get in this fight she tells him about her fantasy because she feels like you know you're you don't see me anymore you know and you're you know you're you're off with these models and you're not seeing that like I still have these you know great desires and so she says to him you know if you men only knew when you know he's talking about male desire saying that you you have no idea the strength of female desire and that I related to that so much because I definitely have great desires. So um, here is, if you men only knew, for Alice and after, eyes wide shut. How eyes wide shut, she waits for you, naked in Narcissus, paper white, while you mask desire, hide in plain sight. Seek strange sacred rituals of lust, uninvited, bask at what you must, risk life perchance to peer, an addicted girl who'll disappear, be fucked a dozen times by billionaires, while near a bevy beast tilt heads to stare, unplucked bare bloom who stretches wet your bedroom towards sunlight warmth any touch you've ceased to look at very much aches to be consumed in ceremonies with an unmasked beast you seek wonderland if you only knew how alice 
naked, full of holes, seeks you. And again, I just, to me, I thought it, it was a great job of, you know, I think sometimes this movie has been maligned as, because it is coming from, you know, a, um, a male stance, you know, it's a male director, and, you know, Tom Cruise is the main character, you know, for sure, we follow him through all these different places, but I think he did a good job on Nicole's character, too, when you really, sometimes, you know, people, I think, have maligned her character, but I do think that he shows, you know, what he's trying to show is, you know, this man, this man is out looking for this, you know, excitement, this sexual excitement, and he's ignoring what is right in his own house, you know, that he's ignoring, you know, that where he has to go externally, I think, to find these fantasies, she's going inside of herself, you know, and I do think, you know, I, I just relate to that a lot, you know, and I, I feel, you know, she's living in these fantasies and um, that are, you know, as wild as anything that he, you know, goes out and confronts but, but can't, you know, you know, it's not for him. He can't, you know, he can't get it, you know, he's not um, considered you know, a part of this group, you know, or whatever, he's, you know, um, cast out of this party, but, like, in his own life, where he belongs, he has it, but he doesn't see it, you know, I mean, I think, you know, that's, like, at the end of the movie, when they tried to reconnect, and she's, you know, that's what she, <laughs> it's not about, like, we need to sit and talk things out, we need to fuck, you know, that's what her, you know, you know, commentary is, it's like, I, you know, that's, you know, she is actually, I think, you know, when you strip away and, like, really look at what's going on in the movie, she is the one who comes out and, you know, tries to, like, reclaim him into the reality of what he has, you know, and I, I really enjoyed this movie so much, and I think there's so many lessons in it, and I really want to read more things from you guys about it. Um, uh, it's going to be a great anthology already, I can tell, and it's just getting better all the time, so please send fiction, flash fiction. I think the limit is a thousand words. You can look on the guidelines, but we've had some good um, flash fiction already um, based on these um you know, this world, and then, um, also essays, which I, I wrote an essay that's going in the beginning, but we haven't received any other essays yet, and I would love for, like, someone who's a film buff or whatever to write, you know, their feelings, you know, come about the film or about any of the background, the making of it would be great. Art, you know, like I said, even more poetry, especially from, you know, that isn't I mean, I want more poetry from the male gaze, but I would love poetry that is also not from the male gaze, and we don't, we have less of that right now. So, um, anyway, <laughs> thank you so much for listening and for always being my friends on here, and I love doing this podcast, and we will be back next week. I already have idea what I'm going to be doing and it's going to be a very um, powerful I think show because I just wrote a poem today that really inspired me and um, 
about something I didn't really realize. You know, sometimes I write these poems and it's like, oh, you know, I'm figuring, it's very therapeutic always, my poetry. So thank you for going on that journey with me. And I am going to go back to my writing session for today. And if you need permission to write today, just remember, Kristen Garth always gives you permission. So if you need to tell somebody in your house, say, hey, Kristen Garth told me I have to write today. So sorry. (laughs) Sometimes we just need to blame it on someone else. But anyway, I am going to talk to you next week at more Kristen Whisper Sonnets. And.